0: Hey there Jets fans welcome back to another uh, game recap uh, brought to you by the Jetcentric podcast. I am AJ and I'm here with Daniel. Hello Daniel. Hello hello hello. And we're gonna be recapping uh, like I said the Finland series uh, Jets flew away and did a back-to-back games uh, Thursday Friday in Finland where they played against the Florida Panthers. Uh, first game they won 4-2 second game they lost 4-2 so uh, it was a bit of a wash as far as games go. Um, Unfortunately, it would have been nice for the Jets to obviously come away with a few more points there, but uh, it is what it is, and now they're uh, back practicing. They are back in Winnipeg, uh, had their first practice today, and they get back on the ice, uh, I believe, Friday against Colorado Avalanche. But that's for another time today. Uh, Daniel and I are going to uh, recap this, and I should say uh, Chris and uh, Ryan are not joining us because uh, added onto this episode will be a bit of a clip uh, of them interviewing Scott Brown. Not Scott Brown from True North, as I made the mistake. Aww. But uh, yeah, shucks. But uh, they're uh, Scott Brown, a UK fan. Uh, some of you uh, on Twitter may have seen him travel to uh, to fill in on his own, and uh, yeah, uh, was all over Jet's Twitter and uh, made a lot of friends and connections there. So that'll be a good little thing to to add after this too, so you can get to know them. And that's why it's just Daniel and I. I invited actually uh, Daniel. Uh, you you don't know this, but uh, I invited the guys from the PTP podcast to uh, join us again, but I don't think they got my message uh, in time. It would have been fun to kind of hear it oh, from yeah. a Florida perspective, just to see what they thought, thought of the trip, so anyhow, uh, you and I, uh, Danny, you weren't able to catch too much uh, of the games, but uh, from what you did, would you say it's what you expected? Would you, would you say the Jets uh, deserved to come away with uh, more points there, or were you kind of expecting a split or something close to that? Uh, Florida, I think, has been uh, underwhelming uh, as far as points-wise, but I think they've been playing well. That's what the PTP guys were were telling us the other day. It sounds like uh, they've just not kind of strung it all together. So uh, going into this, what did you expect and, and, and the results? Were you happy or sad with it?
1: Where well, were you at? Any, any situation where you play the same team twice on back-to-back nights, you're probably... Them. So I kind of tempered my expectations a little bit. Um, obviously, the Jets are a better team with Florida, even with Florida playing to their full potential. If the Jets were playing to their full potential, they should win 60 to 70% of the time, I would probably say. Right. But like I just said, like you know, you're playing the same team twice in a row on back-to-back nights overseas. And I mean, you kind of just expect it. I basically went into it expecting a split. Which right. is probably, you know, you probably shouldn't do that. But I kind of just figured, you know what, like beating the same team twice in a row is not an easy thing to do at, at any level of sport or any any different sport like baseball, whatever, that kind of thing. So it's it's difficult, uh difficult to do. So I didn't really expect them to win. I mean, obviously it would have been nice and they should should win, but just the mental aspect I think has a slight toll on their performance, especially in the second game compared to the first game. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I thought on it. I didn't look too far into it. I didn't actually, I didn't realize that Florida would have Luongo in that. uh, I didn't realize he was healthy back to full health. So that was kind of a surprise to see him in there on Friday for myself, who wasn't really following obviously the entire news of the whole thing. So that was something that also probably had an effect Two is much better than their uh, Michael Hutchinson-James uh, Reimer combo at this time.
0: Yeah. Now, to talk about the goalies. Uh, for the Jets, they ran Hellebuck back-to-back, um, which is kind of a bit of a cardinal sin. I think most people do not prefer running goalies back-to-back. Um, were you expecting uh, that, or were you surprised that we went with Hellebuck back-to-back? I mean, especially the way Brossois has played. Um, you kind of think that the, the coach would have some faith in him. Uh, do you see any rationale for that or, or what was uh, maybe the plan? I know they had a big chunk of rest before and a big chunk of rest before, uh, before, sorry, before and after. Uh, do you think that played into the decision or was that just a bad decision all the way around uh, from the get go? What's, what's your take on that whole goalie uh, take of hellabuck two nights in a row? I think
1: you just hit uh, chapter three of the Paul Maurice Handbook of Coaching, <laughs> which is just make stupid decision after stupid decision. So playing a goalie on a back-to-back night, even with no travel, which is does have a factor on it, because generally you don't play two, say, if you're in North America, you don't play two home games back-to-back. Like You don't play Friday, Saturday, NHL home games. Generally, it's not really a thing. Generally, you do uh, say Friday night, you go to We'll say Chicago, and then they come back here and play Chicago again in a in a home and home kind of thing or something like that.
0: So that or or, or head somewhere somewhere close, like go to Minneapolis or or St. Louis, right? Like
1: just a short flight, right? Yeah, yeah, like there and back, a two-hour less flight or whatever it is. And That's generally something the Jets would do a lot of, especially no no geographically close teams. So that's never play your goalie on a back-to-back night without travel either, because I mean they're still out there, they're still playing forty shots and the mental. The mental ridiculous for goaltenders, obviously you have to stay focused for sixty, sometimes more than sixty minutes a night. And if you do that in back to back, you're probably not gonna succeed. Um even if Hellebach is like a top ten goal goal in the league, in my opinion. And I mean, obviously they wanted him in the net. I I do believe it was something that was predetermined, unless something absolutely crazy happened. Say in game one, like he let in like seven goals or something, which he didn't. They won four two. Um, I don't believe it was like a, a post game decision. I think it was decided like Tuesday when they left, or whenever the heck they left to, or last Saturday when they left for Finland. Like it was, it was already written down. I think. Right. So I mean. They should have played Broswal. Broswal, he's three and zero, and I mean, he's been playing the weaker teams. I'll say, you know, like he beat who did he beat? He beat Detroit, uh, who I can't remember the other two teams he beat, like Vancouver or something, and
0: yeah, Arizona. Was it maybe so, because he he wasn't going to be wearing the aviator jersey? Maybe that's why they couldn't yeah, play you it, know, yeah. Only play Rossois with Aviator jersey on, I think.
1: Yeah, that's how he's getting his 14 starts this year. That <laughs> cuts hella back down to, what is that, 68 games? So, yeah, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably about what we're shooting for. It's done. It's done. There you it's go. It. So, uh, yeah. they're wearing the Aviator, I think, three times this month. Those will be the three uh, Brossois starts. So, actually, they're wearing them Sunday, I think, against New Jersey. I think that's the next day uh, the yeah, they're remember, wearing them. Remembrance Day, yeah. Yeah, so are. there's, there's your next Laurent Brossois appreciation night. We're calling um, it now. Yeah, we're <laughs> calling it now Sunday. Sunday. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, you know, playing goalies on back-to-back isn't really a good idea. And even without the travel, like the actual plane travel or whatever, um, it's just – just just don't do it. I yeah. and I wish I could pull up a stat sheet right now that said it's a bad idea because there's, say, percentage drops by, like, twenty, fifteen 15 to 20 points – which, I mean, right. I'm sure I'm not too far off on that, but, yeah, that's my thought on that.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm trying to remember the last time they had, because uh, it is unusual to have back-to-backs in the same place.
1: Especially especially away. for the Jets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it was last year or maybe two years ago that, remember they had that back-to-back in Vancouver, against Vancouver, like two games in a row in Vancouver? Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, it was, that was
1: a weird one. It, they had a day off, though. It was like a
0: Tuesday-Thursday thing, I think it was. Oh, I don't know. I was it, it, was was it back-to-back nights? Somebody else can look it up and tell us yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> they did
1: play. Washington here back to back during the lockout season, though.
0: Is that right? Yeah, I think I might have been at those games. Did they get their asses kicked those games? They got I mean,
1: that was the end of their playoff hopes, those two games. Yeah, I think in I was the there. Lockout shortened season, it was like 6 1 and
0: 5 2 or something crazy. Yeah, if, if my memory serves me, which it never does, I believe uh, I was in the concourse for the whole second or third period of one of those games because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like bothering to go back. Anyhow, back to the the games at hand in Finland. Um, you know, we were chatting a bit before we started recording here about the Brendan Lemieux penalty. He has not had his hearing. I believe it's uh, happening uh, tomorrow over the phone. Uh, just quick uh, thing. You you saw saw that part. We both saw it. Um, we both have some. Uh, opinions about Brendan Lemieux and the player that he is and what he brings or doesn't bring to the team. Uh, we can, I'll, I'll maybe just touch on that base uh, uh, real uh, quickly. Cause I think we have similar feelings. Brendan Lemieux, you, you've watched a lot of him with the moose. Um, For those who don't know and maybe haven't seen him as much as you have and and I have when I had season tickets with the Moose, um, he is actually a very skilled player. I mean, everything you could want in a hockey player, his height, his size, his speed. I mean, people say that he's slow. Uh, That's not actually his issue. Um, He's got a good shot. He's got some good moves. His biggest problem is his hockey IQ. He appears to be slow because he 's usually out of position or usually trailing the play um, that hasn 't really sorted itself out he 's had uh, you know a couple of years as a pro now to to do that um, but a lot of people love the grit that he brings to it uh, unfortunately, if you 're not familiar with it, he takes a lot of penalties he 's had i think somebody uh, Tim Bonner Tim's was here, yeah. uh, talked about how many game misconducts he had i mean the number of fighting majors he has. Um, the number of penalties uh, that he's, he's taken has always been something that's been of concern for him. And him already this season, I know there, uh, he took his first minor penalty in uh, Finland, as uh, Murat Atesh pointed out. But he has 27 penalty minutes this year. Um, he's played 49 minutes. Uh, and when they happen at the end of the game, it's probably, it's meaningless, right? I mean, he had it, uh, you pointed out against Vancouver yeah, the 10, 10 minute uh, misconduct uh, right at the end of the game. So, I mean, he's not really hurting his team at that moment. The game's already uh, over with, but I mean, uh, for a player who does that, if you like them and you, and you enjoy their skill and what they bring, I mean, when they take themselves out for long stretches, that's problematic. Uh, it forces, you know, other lines to double shift and or uh, you, your line mates to lose time. Uh, so it, 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 it's not just that person being affected. It's literally the whole team, the whole lineup kind of gets affected throughout. And him taking this, it's almost, I, I know a lot of people say, you know, you, you can't say that these things are going to happen or whatnot. But given his history, this was pretty predictable, right? Like that this, not this would happen in, you know, Finland at this time, at this, uh, you know, point juncture in the game, but that he would probably do something really boneheaded again and, you know, likely earn a suspension. Um, and even Paul Maurice pointed out he felt like that was a turning point in the game and uh, they gave up two goals, I believe, on that uh, the ensuing penalties. And uh, they they lost the game. And so from what, what I saw, uh, he was maybe even to blame. And I know people don't want to print it down to one guy, especially if you like the guy, but he's problematic. Right, Daniel? Like yeah, that's yeah. all I'm gonna say about it. I, was, I don't really have a question in there. I kinda described I think what both of us uh, think about him and I know yeah. many others, but you you've got to see him play a lot. You've seen him in the box many, many times. Is is this something he can actually work out of his game, or is this we know who he is and what he is, and it's probably not worth what it costs when there's other players that could probably fill in and won't be as problematic in, in this case, Rosolvik. I mean, Rosolvik hasn't been lighting it up, but uh, I mean, he's certainly a more skilled player and won't do this stuff. Is so the the trade off of the grit um, is it is it worth what it costs for the penalties and what are you know hurting the team and taking guys out?
1: Yeah, like that's that's where it gets you know. Like I mean, Lemieux, like you said, an excellent skater. He's got a hard, heavy shot, which is which is good. And I mean, he. They always say, like, who was a Wayne Gretzky skate to where the puck is going to be, not where the puck is. Lemieux skates to where the puck is, not where it's going to be. To put that in just some traditional terms there. Like, yeah. his hockey IQ is pretty low. I mean, his decision-making is okay, but it's definitely not where it should be for how long he's been playing playing professional hockey. Um, So, that's right there. That in itself is a problem, is he's always behind, which then results of you taking stupid penalties like either it was a stick a stick penalty, so hooking, tripping, slashing, or he gets involved in something post whistle, say and doesn't always end up in a in a coincidental. Sometimes the refs will just say, you know what, take one guy and let's end this now, that kind of thing. And that's something that, that can happen. Um Lemieux obviously he he's only played forty nine minutes. Um twenty-seven penalty minutes, that's a penalty for every thirty. Every 30 seconds, he's in the box. He's on the ice for a minute or whatever. So that's probably yeah, what I um, So right there, that's hurting hurting your team. I mean, you want to be a full bench for as much of the game as possible. You want to play at evens, yeah. um, preferably five on five. I mean, sometimes four on four does happen. Obviously, coincidentals, like I mentioned. But this, uh, I mean, he's not, I don't think he's, dirty i mean he is i guess a dirty player um the hit he did see like he did stick his elbow a little bit there and that it was it was a horrible horrible awful hit that should not be a part of the game yeah. i mean it was it was horrible i mean i don't recall him doing anything too crazy like that in the ahl like where he's sticking up his elbow or sticking out his shoulder skating by a guy full speed in the neutral zone but yeah. i could definitely wave at him a lot from my seats at the uh l m t s uh, place there when he was sitting in the penalty box yeah that's uh, <laughs> that's uh something that uh, that you see him out there a lot and out there you know trying to stir stuff stuff up, which is fine, I guess it doesn't really benefit your team all that much. I mean putting the puck in the back of the net or helping put the puck in the back of the net is yeah. how you win hockey games not so much by taking penalties and trying to get under the skin of the other team and that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's something that gets lost on people too. Like you said, his line mates uh, are, are affected as well. Um, they didn't get affected too much in the, the second half. Like that was the second game of a back to back, so we're trying to roll out all the lines a little bit more fatigue and whatnot. Like I think Batan and Cobb still were pushing about eight or nine minutes each, which is about what the fourth line has been getting.
0: Yeah, to we eight, got. Uh... Maybe. They got they got put out there with Liney a, a little bit
1: yeah, to get line yeah yeah they there. double shifted Liney because Liney was on fire obviously the whole uh, that whole little series there yeah so it didn't affect them that much but you look back to when Tana took that that boarding major and uh, game misconduct that game uh I what did I say earlier his line mates were Lemieux and Rosslevec and they each ended up with two minutes of ice right. time total in the whole entire game so you know you got to be careful of that too when you're taking two minute penalties or five minute penalties only the penalty killers are getting extra ice time, right? You want your skilled guys out there and your skilled guys aren't always your penalty killers.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's move along. There are a couple other players I actually want to touch on. Obviously, line is a big one, but just to the spectacle that the whole thing was, the Finland series is a pretty cool. It looked like a beautiful arena. Sounds like a lot of Jets fans had a great time Traveling there, great hospitality. Helsinki and Finland look like amazing, beautiful country. I, I can't wait to get there someday. I've been to Iceland a couple times, so but Finland is definitely on the bucket list. Um, but first, I'd like to fill that bucket full of money so I could do some things on the bucket. <laughs> list. But uh, yeah, so the the whole thing looked looked pretty amazing. It was pretty cool having Solani drop the puck and Newman drop the puck the next day. I mean, Line, a, you know, definitely. Um, I wouldn't say he showed up, but I, uh, I would say he um, did some noticeable stuff. The only reason I'm saying he didn't show up is because still five on five, uh, struggling. Uh, I don't think any of his goals were at five on five. Were they, I think they were all pa- uh, power play goals or the empty netter. I suppose yeah, four,
1: four power play goals in the empty net. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's great. I mean, the guy's getting his goals. He's able to do them filling, get some confidence going forward. But, uh, you know, I still have some concerns that the five on five, uh, game that him and, uh, Wheeler are not having is, um, a little bit frustrating, but I guess if teams continue to take penalties against Jets, maybe you know the Jets can just be the team that draws everyone in. Their their power play is certainly firing on all cylinders. Uh, in the series, I believe total out of the 12 uh, goals, seven of the goals were power play. That's not just Jets goals. Uh, four were at even strength, and one was a, an empty netter. So a lot of power play goals. That seems to be the mo of uh, way. Uh, the Jets are scoring, and certainly Florida had a couple like that too, but that does seem a bit problematic, especially if that 's going to be i know i say problematic a lot um the the <laughs> way that they go going forward because you know if once we get to the playoffs um I know that 's where playoffs we're we 're quite a ways away from that still, mm-hmm. but you're you 're not going to see the power play nearly out as much so the the whistles go away a bit more, right, so having a power play that's working at this level is amazing. It's great. I mean, the jets are winning, but hopefully we're building to something a little bit different. Now I know I said, I want to talk a bit more about the Finland thing. I think I touched on all of it, but it, just the spectacle itself. I'll, I'll rewind a little bit, Daniel, what did you think of the whole thing? How, how cool was it? Uh, this whole global series thing? Is it, uh, is it a good idea? Is it a sham? Uh, and you could maybe speak to uh, your thoughts on uh, Niku and Veselainen and, uh, and Borgström not showing up. Borgström's killing it in the AHL. I know some people are tired about hearing uh, about this, but this is my one point, and I'm sure you probably have a couple that you could uh, be more succinct than me, this whole rambling bit here. But uh, I I think for people that watch Laine and, and Barkov, you know, for Florida fans, and say this is really special, it's really cool that they get to go to Finland and do this, I understand that they're the big draw because of the players that they are, but with Niku, Investline, and Borgsham, these are players that are going to be part of those organizations for a long time, and they are no less Finnish than anybody else, uh, than those other other players. And so when you have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play a game in Finland, it's not the same as some people have compared to, oh, uh, we're playing in Rochester, You know, let's make sure this player is on the roster because he was born in Rochester. I mean, NHL games do not get played in Finland very often, right? So it is it is something different. It is something special. And we can't point to Line A and interview him, uh, you know, at a ratio of 10 to 1, all the other players, and then say it wouldn't have been a, a, a beneficial thing or a nice token or something, especially because players, there was exceptions made uh, to go along. And then now some questions get brought up about Niku's disciplinary stuff with the moose the other day uh he was set out for a game for something i mean we can all speculate and that's the funnest part but you know was he pissed off because he didn't get to go uh, you know I, I joked around saying maybe <laughs> and he was late getting back for a practice but i mean in all seriousness this doesn't seem like it was a good decision even though the whole event was was great and people aren't thinking about a seventh rounder and a, a first rounder that won't make their you know true nhl breakthroughs for probably another year or two for for them right but anyway i'll just kind of get your but your your comments about the whole finland thing i know i've been rambling but uh and and uh, maybe a little bit about those guys too and, and your thoughts about uh the power play lining and the other Finns and uh the whole finnish experience
1: yeah so yeah it was it was pretty cool i mean to see your team get a chance to play in another on another continent i mean you always think of, especially the Jets, I mean, did we ever think when they came back, whatever it was, seven years ago there, that they'd be playing a game in Europe, Not let aside two games. So that's just something in itself that's pretty cool that the Jets got to go do this is is pretty neat just in itself. And obviously, it looks like they all had a great time. The arena there looks spectacular. And obviously, like you said, Solani and Newman. I got to do the uh, the ceremonial puck drops at the beginning of the game games. So that that's pretty cool to just to see the Jets get to participate in this. And I'm sure it was great for the the Florida pa- fans to see that too. And it is about, you know, growing, growing the game. They say, you know, growing the game in Europe, especially with the KHL kind of trying to wither its slither its way in there. Like the, uh, the arena they played in, is actually a home to a KHL team. I believe the Yokerit uh jokers yeah, or whatever the heck their name is
0: yeah that's that's funny eh? They, they they left the what is it the liga or sm sml or whatever it's called and uh or liga one and joined khl that's uh, i think they're the only team that isn't part of russian or russian block that uh that are actually in it because i don't think there's any teams from sweden that are there but Jokerit saw a chance to make some money i think they've been in there since 2014 or 15 i believe i looked it up about a year ago but uh yeah, sorry. Continue on. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's no, that's yeah, that's a good point. I know they have a team in China, out there in the KHL, the Kunlun Red Stars or whatever the heck uh, their name is. They do have a few, uh, few outreaches that are outside of Russia. So right. Um. Anyways, uh, back to the hockey or the whatever the the series there, and I mean, it would be like you had mentioned about Niku and Vessalainen and, and, and Borgstrom. They're all. Definitely top tier, pretty much NHL locks for players. I would say in the in the future, and not a single one of them would have hurt their team to come, even to come and not play. Obviously, you're not hurting them when you're not playing. Obviously, you're sitting upstairs eating popcorn. But yeah. any one of those guys could have played for their for their teams in their positions, and they would have been the same or even better. Um, especially uh, Niku uh, playing defenses at a Sharot or uh, that other guy that they had out there. Um cool. same yeah, Dimitri, yeah. I yeah. heard I heard they uh they actually left him and Lemieux in Finland or something, but uh <laughs> um <laughs> They did not. Uh that's that's too bad. Um but yeah, so I mean it, it's cool, especially you know, think think about like think about, you know, a younger younger person that wants to maybe get in get into hockey or something and you know is kind of on the fence. Or something, or a few, you know, and they see get to see three guys. We're, we'll talk about the Jets. They get to see Nico Veseline in and line. Three, three potentially top prospects or top future top players get to see them play a game in their hometown when they're actually yeah. playing for a team in Canada, right yeah. across the seas in the top top league in the world, right. Yeah. So that could you know think about think about the children, right?
0: Think um, about the children. Yeah. Why would anybody think about the children? You know. Think they about, bring up- nobody's been thinking about the children in all this right yeah I think about the yeah
1: <laughs> I mean that's and that's you know one thing that like even when I when I was growing up obviously the Jets weren't around so I would you know you tend to watch whatever games on TV you know you, whatever Saturday nights you watch the hockey encounter or whatever but you kind of you know whenever you see a guy for me I'm from obviously I'm born in Winnipeg so whenever I saw a guy from Winnipeg the, was playing in like in the NHL, whether it be like Taves or other other like Darren Helms from St. Andrews, that's just a, a road from Winnipeg, or those those kind of players, you know, you just kind of say, "Hey, that guy grew up here, right?" In tiny little Winnipeg or tiny little Manitoba, right? And that's just kind of something, you know, you make a different connection that way, right? Or even well, even, even the- now when I'm watching when I'm watching a Jets game and uh, a guy from Winnipeg from an opposing team's here, I'm saying I'll say, "Hey, that guy's from Winnipeg," you know, you just kind of know that and you just kind of make yeah. that connection.
0: Well, I mean, with Eric Fair, uh, with the Jets in the first year, year and a half, or I think it was just the first year the Jets were, were back. I mean, everybody was rooting for the guy, right? Like, I mean, because it was different. And and it's sad that he struggled. And I, I don't know what – I heard his relationship with Claude Noël wasn't that great. And he felt like he was giving him a hard time. But he was, he was coming off some shoulder surgeries, I believe. And, like, people were rooting for him more than they were probably rooting for the other players because we were all starting to get to know these other players. But everybody knew Eric Ferrer's story. They knew that he was, you know, a a local boy. I know he wasn't exactly from Winnipeg, but um, a Manitoba kid. And so... Yeah, so there was something special and different about that, and I I think to not acknowledge the, the special and different part about that is disingenuous. And I and the guys from PTP they said the same thing uh, about when there's players from Florida. And I said uh, if there were any, I I couldn't I couldn't even think of any. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just dumb that way. But uh, they they said if there's players from Florida, they say they you know root for them extra hard to you know make the World Junior team or when they uh, or getting drafted, hope they get up, hope that they get drafted by the uh, by the Panthers, right? so that that is a thing right and to just kind of make it about the team or the stars if it's about that then why go to finland at all with uh the jets and florida well they did it because they have two of the biggest fins in the league right like two of the young biggest finn stars that's exactly why they did it was because of the players that are from finland and so again those other players they're no less finished so it's it's unfortunate i mean uh hopefully those guys can get over it i mean i'm i'm over it I'm, i didn't it wasn't me that was jilted by it but uh it just seemed like a bit of a drop in the ball um thing there uh you know what we we've been going a little bit long here but i did want to get your opinion about uh, one or two more things uh Patan got in in a game finally oh, uh yeah, he did yeah, he did played- Played in uh, the second game, yeah. Uh played in the first one, and, and Patan was in the press box, and then they switched spots and uh, came in. Um, I know you didn't get to see the the full games. I know that you watch highlights and you're kind of watching pieces and everything, and PVRing and watching, uh, you know, select bits. Um, what did you think of of his game? It sounds like he was pretty appreciative. I know uh, Mike McIntyre had mentioned uh, that he it felt good to kind of get back in the game and actually do some some real hockeying because after the death of his father that hit him quite hard it sounds like and uh so it's i I've, I've been saying it probably be good for him to get back in the game not knowing where his head is at but uh he was back out there and uh, i i thought he looked pretty good i thought he made uh, he had a one really nice cross um cross ice pass to i believe it was buff who uh took the shot whatever and 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 missed but uh I think for those of us who like Patan and enjoy his game and think that he's a worthwhile uh, cause and player to keep keep on the team, uh, I, I was happy to see him back out there, and and uh, I thought I thought he served himself well and and did did pretty well with his opportunities. So I'm curious uh, what you think about that and and what you saw too, because uh, I think you read the game differently than I do and notice way more nuances. So
1: yeah, um, I like I said, yeah, like like you mentioned, I didn't watch too much of of either game us so uh, you know i kind of you know you see some highlights and i'm trying to say more than you did you jerk (laughs) i actually yeah i actually watched the games um but no from what from what i what i saw and what i what i heard after he did he did play well as as um patan fans would uh would uh expect so that's you know something you know it's good to see him get back out there after what uh what happened uh just before the season started so I yeah. mean, obviously now Lemieux is going to be suspended. Likely, I think. I don't know what the info and hearing means, but it'll that means Petan will get at least one more game now. Uh, so that's something something good to see. And I mean, obviously he did have that nice pass. To, it was I think it was Bufflin there. I think you're right on that. And obviously he's out there. He's making you know he's doing what he's good at. He's a complimentary player, so he needs to play with skill guys. And I mean, cop cops pretty pretty good and lemieux is lemieux i mean they have a lot of experience playing together with the moose, so that probably helped until Lemieux got got the boot there but yeah um so that's you know that's good to see him out there and he you know he's he's out there and he's probably going to make a bigger impact than the view would yeah um, on a positive note so that's something
0: yeah hopefully oh, they get the minutes all right i mean i've i i can't remember which game it was but there's one game where i pointed out i think Every Jet, except it might have been Brendan Lemieux, actually, I think he had like nine minutes and 45 seconds, but every Jet was over 10 minutes, besides one, and under 20 minutes. Every forward, sorry, I should say. And it felt like that's like the perfect balance. I think if you can do that with your team, roll your lines, and you have everybody above 10 but below 20, seems like a nice balance, especially when you have as much skill as the Jets have there's no reason to run you know your some forwards you know 22 minutes or something i mean obviously you get those games where special teams take over and it just ends up being a disaster with your lineups because guys are always out there for the power play or just killing a bazillion penalties right so that that happens but generally speaking i think that's probably the way to run it now you seem to you definitely have a better idea on this whether you watch the games or not and whether i'm trying to give you credit for watching more than you (laughs) did but. uh so now if if is out, let's say he gets suspended, which seems probably likely for a game or two or three, um, and Patan uh, obviously stays in, Rosovic will slot in. Uh, they've already sent uh, Pullman down to the Moose. So is there anybody in their press box? Like, who, who am I missing here? One of, one of the left side, D. So do you think that they call up? Somebody else from the moose is vessellina get called back up? Do they need to carry another forward or anything or or what do you see happening at least with the press box and the players that they they maybe have sitting up there and and traveling and being with the team? yeah,
1: so I think their next two or three games are at home, which is beneficial. The moose are also at home this weekend right so that that helps uh with the logistics of calling a player up, obviously it's a hallway, so that helps yeah their next uh Four games are at home. So Lemieux, I think he can only get max five with an in person phone call. So um, I guess depending on the decision, like if it's just one game, they probably won't call anybody up. You don't really need to in that situation. Everyone's healthy. Everyone had a week off yeah, no um, yeah. So if if they do call someone up, I don't think it'll be Veselainen. It'll probably be a guy that'll literally just be a press bot on um, um right. so maybe you call up i'm not sure on the who's waiver eligible or who's not like seth griffith is kind of a tweener player uh right um i have to actually look into who's waiver eligible um seth griffith's actually had a good start with the year i think he's got nine points in 11 games or something like that so right. that's something or you just you know you call up any guy they call up probably won't get into any games yeah So you don't really have to put too much thought into that, Uh, especially, you know, they just had the week off. It might be a little different situation if it was during the season and depending on exactly where they are, like they have a few guys that they could probably plug into that fourth line and give them the, the Maurice special six and a half a night. So,
0: (laughs) so, uh, I think Appleton could probably come up. Yeah. Yeah. Appleton would be, yeah.
1: Yeah. Appleton's he's had a uh, pretty hot start to the, the HL season. And, uh, yeah. Read all about it on my uh, newest, uh, jet center post, uh, I just published today a monthly Moose uh, feature. Yeah. Just uh, going to plug that while I'm on here. Um, just, yeah. So yeah, I just wrote, wrote a feature today on the, on the Moose, uh, just how they did in the first month of uh, the season, October, they're uh, five and four. Uh, you know, you get a little rundown a few guys you want to keep an eye on a few guys. You might want to not get too excited about. And, uh, yeah, so that given a read, I tweeted out a few times, uh, jet probably retweeted it. Um, yeah and that and uh, I'm gonna also just take this quick second to uh plug November uh it's November now, so uh it's uh just raising money to stop men from dying too young and raise raise some funds raise some awareness, create some awareness create some conversation about men's health and mental health and cancer and all everything that's affecting men uh to date so uh, you can do the link on my uh on my Twitter that's at Daniel uh, Winnipeg W that's WPG 55. Um, I'm part of Rodell's Modell's team. That's uh Roddy or another, uh, uh, member of the podcast, another host. So just, uh, get on there, you know, create some awareness. Let's, let's change the face of men's health.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, Roddy has been tweeting some stuff out. There's a a link on his uh, Twitter too. So if you know Roddy and don't remember Daniel's handle, you could check there. And then also we tweeted it out from the jet center. Did you, our uh, JetCentric uh, account, did you uh, tweet about it from jet center as well?
1: Uh, yeah, I will be, I, I, I will be doing it quite frequently. I also did plug it right into the the blog post I wrote today. So it's right in there. The link's right in there to donate. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's that. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's about it. Uh, are we doing, doing a hashtag today or. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> uh, the gentleman I can't name,
0: but, uh, Roddy, uh, wants to interview uh, a guy. Have him come on to talk specifically about November, the guy that started oh, watch, it or uh, started. Travis, I think is yeah. So uh, you all can look forward to that, and they'll have a, a nice chat talking about men's health. Which uh, Roddy is a great guy to talk about. That uh, won't get into my own personal kind of stuff but uh he was he was there for me uh helping me when nobody even knew anything was wrong so uh let's just put it that way so yeah uh, thanks to roddy and uh, great cause so um yeah we could we for sure we could do a hashtag of course with our listeners there's a couple of them i you know i i want to shout out one of our listeners though. i think it's jimmy and the peg or jimmy peg or something like that i mean he likes the tweets he retweets I mean, he listens, he asks questions. Uh, He is definitely one of the most involved listeners. Uh, I would, you know, if we had just like some prize, like just a jersey or something, I would just say it goes to him. Like, and not to say there isn't other people that are like, kind of consistent listeners for those who are it's amazing it's great subscribe it's free tell your friends and family but uh there's one i just always notice notice uh him when i'm looking through the 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 jet centric feed at least and uh so he's been been really uh good for that but uh thank you to all of you people but uh to him i will uh just give a special shout out this time and maybe a few more as as i i notice or if anyone else notices that too they can let me know and i can uh make mention of them so thanks uh jimmy and the peg or jimmy peg or something uh again i don't (laughs) know nice nice shout out yeah shout out to uh to to somebody (laughs) just everyone take it personally there you go no he knows who he is. I think he's got a giraffe or something like that for his, his avatar. But, uh, yeah, we should do a hashtag. So, it's
1: actually a Tyler uh, Myers burner? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just a funny <laughs> funny joke. Uh, yeah, thanks thanks to everyone that, that puts up with us for a half hour to over an hour uh, an episode.
0: Yeah, we're going way long here. Yeah. This is way long. But you know, it's, there's, there's a big gap in time before the next <laughs> game. But, actually, before, okay, the, let's do the hashtag. Um, uh, we could do something Finland related. How about, yeah, how about we do like hashtag uh, Teppo. <laughs> T-E-P-P-O, right?
1: Yeah, hashtag, yeah, sure. Hashtag Teppo. There's your hashtag, uh, listeners. Hashtag tepo, yeah
0: it to us just so we know that you're listening and then make sure you tell your friends and family too but this week for those of you who are listening and maybe aren't on the twitter machine where we posted this daniel i'm not sure if uh, you've had a chance to uh, check out the facebook and put stuff up there but because um, i don't do facebook daniel does and he knows what's up there but um yeah, for those of you who are listening that aren't on the Twitter and did see this week, we actually have quite a few cool interviews coming up. Daniel, I believe on Tuesday you're going to be chatting with Mitch Peacock, who covers the uh, Manitoba Moose. So uh, if you have any questions for Mitch Peacock, you could probably send them to Daniel at Daniel WPG55, um, and uh, he can he can try and do those or just uh, Jets Center. Find him there. But so, you know what? There's a website. There's all this stuff. I mean, if you can't find us, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Daniel's got Mitch Peacock. He's going to be interviewing him. Uh, Chris is going to be interviewing Jay Onright from TSN, which oh, is pretty cool. He, he just uh, wow. yeah, he's got Jay on- Onright coming up, so that's uh, cool. I, I think likely on Tuesday as well. Is he getting it down uh, to the pal, or or is it I don't know. no? No, okay. I think it's going to be over the phone. Uh. I will not be in person. <laughs> Toronto but uh then Roddy he's gonna chat with Andrew Hustler Patterson and there might be a bit of background noise I think they're going for beers uh that'd be kind of cool you hear a bunch of clinking glasses glasses nice little uh, uh what not nuanced uh just background kind of noise something a little different Some than AM, what you're
1: used to AMS, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and then also I'm gonna be talking with Sean Reynolds of uh Sportsnet so a couple media people in there actually all, all, media, all the media people, people yeah uh, being interviewed by a bunch of schleps.
1: <laughs> a bunch of guys that don't know what they're doing. That sounds yeah. That's
0: that's great. That's you know we're tryhards man. We're <laughs> we're a bunch of Brandon of uh podcasting, that's for sure. So you know what it's fun. And uh and I hope that people when we uh trash people I mean even like you were Paul Maurice earlier. I mean Everybody, as a fan, you just want the team to be better. So we all have different ideas of what makes a team better. And for some of us, it's certain players or the coaching or the goaltending coach or, or, you know, the management, uh, maybe media bias. I mean, everyone has their their things that they feel maybe could be improved on or or get in the way of the team being better. I mean, you can't really blame media bias for that. But whatever, I'm just saying what people uh, find uh, troublesome or or other fans i mean when you go to games and you got somebody just talking about literally gst shit, mm. Like, oh. <laughs> We're just talking about gst but you know we we try to have fun with it but and we also i think uh to to be fair i think we try and be fair I, uh, like i mean we all have our bent but i i've always tried to be fair i uh, i was chatting with someone uh today just about the human elements that he works with actually one of the The wives of uh, one of the Jets players and just hearing some some stories he wasn't giving me any inside information but just knowing that yeah yet um, knowing that uh, you know they are people there is a human dynamic to to the locker room there is all those kind of things so you know when you you criticize players for what they do and don't do or people for what they do and don't do there's you know managing personalities there is managing uh salary cap and not wanting to bury guys with big contracts way down low i know i'm on a tangent here but you know just i hope that you as the listener out there can appreciate that we're we're doing our best to be fair we're doing our best to try and do a good job and uh have some new interesting uh content for you so geez i talked a lot sorry guys yeah i'm done uh,
1: apologies we we enjoy we enjoy doing this and the listeners are great thank you
0: yeah, for sure you guys have been great. We've we've had uh, great support. Uh I won't get into the numbers, but uh we are getting close to 8,000 listens uh now in total over I don't know how many episodes it is, but uh and what the average, I mean some episodes are super big, some are lower, um the game recaps, you know, depending on when they fall in the week or are, are different numbers, but I mean we've only been doing this back at it for 4 months and so I think that's pretty good. So Thank you all for listening, and uh, I'll shut up now, and we'll turn it over to Chris and Ryan talking with Scott Brown, not of True North. Daniel, thanks for taking the time, bud. It's always fun, and uh, good luck with your interview on Tuesday.
1: Perfect. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, bye. Bye.
2: Hey, Jets fans! Welcome back to the Jet Centric Podcaster with uh, Chris and Ryan, and we're here with Winnipeg Jets super fan Scott Brown. Scott, uh, I think, got a little notoriety this week on Winnipeg Twitter from being a Winnipeg Jets fan in the UK who traveled to Finland to see the uh, Jets games this week. So we're happy to have Scott on. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, Scott.
3: Thanks very much for inviting me.
2: Right on. I think uh, the first question is, the obvious question everyone wants to know, what's the connection? How does somebody in Wales uh, become a Winnipeg Jets fan?
3: Well, I, I bumped into uh, some Winnipeggers in, in Tasmania, Australia, uh, winter of 2006 six seven, and got friends with them. We were only on this tour for like three or four days. But then uh, my a friend, other friend who's from England who I met on that tour as well Uh, She did a far better job of keeping in touch with them than I did afterwards. Uh, So we ended up arranging to go to Winnipeg for two weeks, uh, a few months after that. Uh, So I got the delights of Winnipeg Spring as my first thing and got taken up to uh, Lake Winnipeg, uh, which was still frozen over at the time, which was interesting. (laughs) But two fantastic weeks uh, in Winnipeg, did pretty much everything that there was to do during that time. Uh, Including going to my first ever hockey game, which was uh, Manitoba Moose against the Grand Rapids Griffins in the playoff game at that. Uh, And so that got me hooked into Winnipeg Ice Hockey. Uh, Sorry, Ice Hockey. Uh We have have to say Ice Hockey in this country. (laughs) Nobody knows what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, So after that, I've been to Winnipeg a couple more times since then. uh, About three weeks in 2009 and a couple of weeks in 2016. Uh, and that is when I got to see my first Jets game, uh, which was the one with uh, Jets went four nil down to the Maple Leafs, got it back to four all late on in the game, and then Lion A got his hat trick in overtime. So um, oh,
2: what an awesome experience! Wow, <laughs> yeah, that, was,
3: that, that wasn't bad for my first game. I and mean, then I go to my second game, and Lion A scores another hat trick, and it's like it's just happening all the time, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's how he does it, I guess, right? He just sees you there, and then he, he puts in a couple and, you know, finish it off in the empty net or in overtime. <laughs> that's incredible. So we're you didn't have, have any. To, uh, I was going to say, we're going to have to start a GoFundMe to uh, fly him over here for more games if Lina keeps netting hat tricks while he's in town. Well,
3: hey, no, doubt. Well, no, no, no. There's only seven goals in three games. I mean, I like that, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what 110 for the season. If you're good every game,
3: yeah, sure. <laughs> oh,
2: so uh, it was. So was your uh, the Moose Griffins game your first ever hockey game or introduction to hockey? Then,
3: yeah, that was the first game I ever attended. Uh, my is- my knowledge of hockey before that was pretty much just Mario Lemieux and the Penguins. <laughs> because uh, that's the only thing that really got over to, to England when I was a kid. But but that, that gave me a love for, for Winnipeg uh Manitoba hockey.
2: Right. And so you still have uh, strong connections in Winnipeg then? You've made friends. Do you, you still keep in touch?
3: Yep, I still k- keep yeah. in touch. I mean, I, there's two of them. We've got our own little uh, WhatsApp group uh, to talk Jets. Um, we use that almost every day. Uh Every awesome. now and ag- every now and again, because uh, they're at work and I'm not in the evenings when some Jets news comes out, I can actually tell them about it first, which is always a bit <laughs> fun. But yeah, I've still got things was- there. Yeah.
2: Right, and that was going to be my next question: was how-, how do you follow the Jets? I mean, it's a lot easier, obviously, in 2018 than it would have been, say, 20 years ago. But how do you follow them? And, and I more mean watch. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can all follow on Twitter. Uh, trades and, and, and transactions and stuff, but how do you follow them?
3: Well, I'm probably one of the few fans who absolutely loves a matinee game uh, on the grounds that that's before uh, before midnight, which is always a good start, because uh, they usually don't, those games can be finished by 11, 12 o'clock. The ones that, the West Coast games are complete non-starters, because that is kind of 3 o'clock in the morning start, so that's, that's, that's in between uh, going to bed late or waking up at that point, so I don't tend to catch much of those, but the other games if it starts at midnight half past midnight, I usually stay up and watch it if I can uh, if it's oh. getting any later than that like games that start at 1, one thirty in the morning here, which would be your seven 7.30 starts then it could be in bed with TSN 1290 and uh, just listening that to it rather awesome. than watching it. But and can, so
2: you you preferred it when we were in the southeast division then and we had those six o'clock I I
3: used to watch or listen to almost all of the games at that point because they were all reasonable time but yeah the west was a a bit of a hard shift on that one
2: no kidding yeah Um, who are some of your favorite players whether current or um, you know back uh, when we came back into the league uh guys you like why you like them those sorts of things
3: um favorite player and the name i've got on my on my jersey shifley uh primarily because well initially anyway because he was the first 2.0 player first pick in the draft so i've followed him from that aspect of it didn't lose faith in him when he got sent back to the uh, juniors for two first two seasons Uh, certainly Mm -hmm. paved well in the end uh and obviously, Big Buff. Because everybody loves Big Buff. The, yeah. the, the noise in, in uh, the arena when he hit Barkov on Thursday was interesting. I think <laughs> the only person in the arena who didn't realize he hit Barkov was Buff.
2: <laughs> yeah, he likes to do that. That's for sure. No doubt about that. So, speaking of that, you were in the arena. If if you want to kind of take the mic and give us a little wrap up of what you saw this weekend, how much you enjoyed it. Maybe some of the stuff that people that weren't there um, missed out on or, or wouldn't have known that that was going on. If uh, you would like to sure. do that, that'd be great.
3: Well, I, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the NFL games from London, but mm-hmm. because they're kind of, it's a big deal to have an American football game in London, fans of all teams go, so you, you'll see t- uh, jer- uh, jerseys from all 32 NFL teams at a match. It was a little bit like that in Finland. Uh, there were certainly a good dozen to 20 different uh, jerseys that I saw there in the, in the stadium. Uh, out of the two teams that were playing, there was probably more Panthers than Jets. And wow. it sounded like Barkov was getting more support from the crowd than Line. Uh, when they were doing the announcements at the beginning and things like that, it was, and considering they're both from the same town, neither of them are actually from Helsinki, neither of them played for a Helsinki team. I thought that was a bit unusual. I was expecting them to get the same kind of support. Uh, you had some people that were, the majority of them were neutral uh, from the crowd. Uh, there was one lady in the, in the on the Thursday night game who was just cheering for the Panthers all the way through the match unless Linea got the puck and then she was cheering for Linea. So I think there was an element of cheering for the Finnish guy uh, regardless of what was going on during the match. But there was mm-hmm. because you had that neutral aspect to it, I don't think you got the same atmosphere as you would do in a Canadian or American rink.
2: So you're mentioning that the crowd was pretty neutral, Scott. Um, yeah, I noticed that when they scored, uh, you could tell that the crowd was was neutral because there wasn't a huge reaction. There was a little pop every time there was a goal, but it was mostly pretty subdued. So yeah. that was interesting to hear that about the crowd. What about like festivals, or uh, I'm sure there was stuff going on outside the rink, or was there any meet and greets, anything like that?
3: I didn't see anything apart from accidentally bumping into the Stanley Cup on my way to get dinner on the Wednesday. Uh, i was taking I was taking a shortcut to the restaurant through a shopping center, and uh at the level I was at, there was nothing there, just walking along and there were some uh, spotlights and i 'm going oh what 's down below and then looked down below and it was a standy cup, so I quickly ran down and had my picture taken with the standy cup which was nice that 's all right yeah. but apart from that, i didn 't really see anything that was going on. I think the jets when they were doing uh things outside of the of, of playing hockey and practicing hockey. They did that kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, soon after they turned up. And I know that Lionel went to a hospital uh, for children and things like that happened. So I think by the time I got there, it was pretty much game faces on, sort of getting ready for the game. All right.
2: Ryan, did you have any any questions right now? Yeah, I was just going to ask, not necessarily about the Finland experience, but in the UK... How many Jets fans are on that side of the pond? Do you have any friends that you converse with about the games or is it just you watching by yourself?
3: Uh, It's usually just me watching by myself. Uh, There's a few others that I've got on Twitter who who are Jets fans too. Uh, There's one guy who I started talking to uh, uh, who went to one of the the Friday game. I didn't get a chance to meet him, but – He's he's now one there, and there's a couple of Scottish uh, ones as well. Uh, they support the Scottish teams in the in the British league, so that's how they got their in on hockey. I'm not quite sure how they got to be Jets fans, but and there's a there's a few of us over here at least.
2: Okay, how about hockey as a whole? Is it really talked about often? Do you see it on a sports show really talked about at all, or is it uh, very niche market?
3: There's a free-to-air uh, sports channel now in the UK that shows quite a bit of hockey. Uh, it shows two NHL games per week. Uh, shows uh, KHL, the Swedish League, and the champion, European Champions League, as well as the British League. So that is kind of a channel where there's getting more hockey to people in the UK to watch. How many people are going to watch it, though? I don't know, but at least it's got a, a more accessible way for people to see it because it's not really been shown much at all. Uh, the NHL is still on a pay-per-view channel uh, and that and it has been for some time but at least that, that's the sister channel to the one that's showing stuff for free so at least a couple of times a week and they try to show the Saturday matinee game uh, predominantly because obviously that's a prime time over here for, and we can watch that.
2: So this, uh, if I, if we do a great job editing, nobody will know, but we've been having a lot of technical issues, Scott. So we're going to, we're going to, unfortunately, we're going to wrap it up. You can go ahead, plug uh, your Twitter, maybe get some new followers out of this. And okay. I would also like to say anytime you want, feel free to drop a voicemail on the anchor app and uh, get involved in the conversation with us. So uh, Thank you very yeah, much. introduce your, your Twitter and uh, anything else you'd like to add?
3: Okay, uh, so my Twitter is at WPGJetsUK. I've already got quite a few uh, uh, of you Canadians uh, following me on that, which is good because otherwise I'd be preaching to about three people. So uh, I'm happy that you're all following me on that. Uh, I think that's about it.
2: Well, I, we really appreciate your time and your patience, especially because this has been uh, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> and frustrating all at the same time. So we really appreciate it, Scott. And no, uh, okay. we'll Thank definitely for look forward. Right on! We definitely look forward to hearing from you again, man.
3: We will do. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks. Thank
0: guys. you.
3: Thanks. Bye.